0: Nice restaurant here, huh? Yeah, it's fine, I guess. What's the problem? Uh, I mean, the food's great, the ambiance is terrific, the service is first rate. Yeah, but what lousy plates they serve the food on? You don't like the plates? I hate them. Stupid pattern. hate these plates. You hate the plates? I'll tell you what I do to plates like this. I pick them up and I shatter them on the floor. (laughs) Nuts! Bob, let me try that again. No, Bob, don't... Oh, for crying out loud, you're making a scene. I'll get it this time. Doc Breaking Bad <gasps> will not be presented at this time. I don't get it! In order to bring you the following special podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast.
1: Hosted by Pat Cashman.
0: Gorgeous to look at.
1: And Lisa Foster. She's
0: dangerous. Me,
2: You're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you
1: dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. It's loving and time, and time.
0: You like this song?
2: With Love by Lulu.
0: What happened to Lulu, by the way?
2: I don't know. Which is ul-ul,
0: spelled backwards. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, this is such a lovely song and such a wonderful movie. Um, if you haven't seen it. Never have. anybody who hasn't no. seen it. You've not seen it, Pat Gashman? No,
0: I've not. And I know... Oh! We're playing this now because we want to salute Sidney Poitier, yes. who has passed at the age of ninety-four. This is not news to anybody, but this is what we do on these podcasts. We're we're lugubrious and uh, and uh, creepy, and that's what we do. So we always start off with the people who ain't around to listen to this podcast. I know Sidney was a big big fan of our show. He sent well. I guess he didn't <laughs> send any money, but but he always sent well wishes to us.
2: Yeah, he loved what, our show.
0: Best actor in 1963 for *Lilies of the Field*.
2: So, a stack of wheat cakes with
0: lots of melted butter, and maple syrup, and fry me um, fry me three, four, five eggs with a mess of sausages and a mountain of white toast with
2: strawberry marmalade and and keep the coffee coming. First black uh oscar black oscar winner yeah uh male oscar winner male
0: yeah i think uh mm-hmm. who was it uh somebody gone with the wind i can't think of her yep. name uh supporting
2: hattie, hattie Mc... mcdaniel that's
0: it hattie mcdaniel Dan, she yes. won for best supporting actor but yeah right. actress yeah and then he did as you mentioned to serve with love guess who's coming to dinner you say you don't want to tell me how to live my life so what do you think you've been doing You tell me what rights I've got or haven't got and what I owe to you for what you've done for me. Let me tell you something. I owe you nothing.
2: Yes, Catherine Hepburn, fantastic movie. Please tell me you've seen that
0: one. Well, yes, I have. And then uh, I love the movie The Defiant Ones with Tony Mm, Curtis. Yes. God, that was good. They they, they were Ah. both splendid. I bucket, you now. That's just a stopover for a secondhand Chevy. No, not for me. I got smart. You're a maker or a taker. Me, I'm a taker. And that's how come you wound up in jail? I wound up in
1: jail because I didn't know how to be a big enough taker. I was just a stealer. You got to be a big crook, a big enough crook so you can get away with anything.
0: And then this one where Sidney famously declares... They call me Mr. Tibbs. It was in the heat of the night. Rod Steiger was in it. Mm -hmm. He was Virgil Tibbs. Sidney Poitier was. Uh, Mm -hmm. God, what a... What a resume. Gee whiz. He was something else. Yeah.
2: What a class act. I mean, I know everybody has said that over and over. That's really the only phrase I can think of that just embodies this man. And the types of roles that he chose... Uh, to take and never wanted to portray anybody who was not ethical or moral or educated he always chose these roles yeah. uh in in a way that that he felt reflected his his values and i i just loved i love that so much
0: he was a real That's movie star i think he was like one of the top 5 movie stars when he was at his peak mm-hmm. uh, but what's more important about him was that he was very much an activist, he marched with Martin Luther King, yeah. uh, and he and he walked the walk. You know, he didn't yeah. just show up and try get a bunch of photos taken of himself. He really believed in all that. What a that's a, you know talk about a life well lived. Right. his was just about perfect in every way. Indeed, agreed. He received the Presidential Medal of Freedom in two thousand nine, when it used to mean something. You mm-hmm. know, instead of Trump started giving those things out like lollipops to. People like Rush Limbaugh and Jim Jordan, for God's sakes, and Devin Nunez. But back when it meant something, <clears throat> Poitier was a beautiful choice for the <clears throat> Medal of Freedom. And, Indeed.
1: Uh,
0: and it was uh, Barack Obama that, uh, that gave it to him.
1: It's been said that
2: Sidney Poitier does not make movies. He makes milestones. Milestones of artistic excellence. Milestones of America's progress.
0: Poitier not only entertained, but enlightened, Shifting attitudes, broadening hearts, revealing the power of the silver screen to bring us closer together. Yeah, um, so other passings we better note, in no particular order, Peter Bogdanovich died at the age of 82, the famous film director. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I would recommend this, by the way, to anybody if you're into podcasts at all. Uh, TCM, Turner Classic Movies, has a podcast series called the plot thickens, and the very first season of it is multi-part interviews with Peter Bogdanovich. It's basically about his whole life. Mm. And Bogdanovich, as much as anybody, was a human Google of, of film history. The guy knew everything. <laughs> he uh, he went to movies from when he was a kid, and he used to keep index cards of every movie he went to, and he'd, he'd make notes about every film he ever saw and and he just knew everything mm-hmm. about the movies he was in love with the movies he uh, he interviewed john ford and howard hawks and alfred hitchcock and orson wells wells even lived with him for a while
2: oh really and
0: wow. and then then it that ended kind of ugly uh, but uh, his masterpiece was the last picture show which is maybe one of my favorite films of all time 1971 and it was bogdanovich's Second film that he ever made. I'll stay with her all night. One of these nights too. She done promised. You won't either. Yes, I will. Why shouldn't I? She done told me you couldn't even do it that time. Wichita Falls. What about that?
2: That got a lot of Oscar uh, nominations, <laughs> and, and didn't he marry Sybil yeah. Shepherd, who yeah. uh, was starred in that movie? But that, I, and that's great. I do like that movie. But my favorite, I think, uh, uh, he's just done so many great movies. But Paper Moon with mm-hmm. Ryan O'Neill and Tatum O'Neill, which was her first film. Um, Ch- yeah, sh- she won an. Oscar She got for an that Oscar for as a that.
0: Ten year old, I know yeah. that was.
2: It's such a great movie. I actually that came across my radar, obviously because of, he was in the news this week, and I thought, ah, I'm going to put that on my list. And I'm going to watch that again this week. Let Ooh. me explain something to you.
1: It ain't as if you was my pa, that'd be different. Well, I ain't
2: your pa, so just get that out of your head. I don't care what those
1: neighbor ladies said.
0: Bogdanovich was great as a director. I mean, Hitchcock, for example made Hitchcock films. Uh, Orson Welles made certain types of films. You could... Almost always tell that the theme was hitched was Orson Wellish. but but it was hard to pin down Bogdanovich. Yeah. and he made what I think is one of the really funniest screwball comedies. What's up, Doc? Oh yes,
2: uh, that's A lot of
0: slapstick oh, in that movie I It about really that. works. Barbara Streisand, Ryan Streisand, O'Neill, and
2: O'Neill, and my favorite, oh my Madeline Kahn. That was Madeline Kahn's. Yeah. that was Madeline Kahn's first film. Was yes. it?
0: Oh yeah. Where are
2: we? I can't see. Well, there's not much to see actually. We're inside. Chinese
0: dragon go out and watch yeah. this movie it's, that people who are listening it's great to it's really it funny good. and it's very comedic and it's so different than the last picture show for example yep. or paper yeah. moon uh, you know how he got his start do you know who roger corman is no.
1: roger corman really is someone who all indie filmmakers should know about and should definitely understand his contribution to the world of independent film He's
2: also responsible for giving the first break to a lot of people that my generation considers the filmmakers that really um, influenced them.
0: Roger Corman is this B movie director, and he just made these films uh, really cheap. And, and so he worked on a movie with Roger Corman, Attack of the Crab Monsters. <laughs> Daring skin divers brave undersea perils that stagger the imagination. <laughs> And Corman gave him his first shot at his very first movie directing, and it was called Targets. And it it has to do with a guy who goes off the rails and climbs up onto the top of a water tank and starts shooting people who are driving down the freeway. A typical American family at dinner. Mom and dad, their beautiful daughter-in-law, and their only son, Joe. A homicidal maniac. Targets. A movie about a war inside a man's head. And uh, and it, it's not a great movie, but it's a great debut for sure. And uh, Bogdanovich in, in this series uh, that I was telling you, this podcast series called uh, The Plot Thickens, he talks about how they didn't have permission to do a lot of things. So they just went ahead and did them anyway. Mm-hmm. And so he got some of his friends... To drive these cars down the freeway as they're shooting from a distance away. And then they're on walkie-talkies and he's saying, okay, swerve now, like you've been shot. Mm. And so they're on an actual freeway where other cars are going on. (laughs) But they did it. It reminded me in my own small way of uh, how we used to do the TV show Almost Live when I was a part of that. Uh, we never got permission to do anything. We just went out there, guerrilla style, and shot all these things, and uh, which we shouldn't have done. But you, you do what you have to do to get the <laughs> right. shot. In, exactly. You know. But his, his, uh, his life, his personal life, was pretty murky. And he fell in and out of favor with Hollywood because he was the golden boy when he did The Last Picture Show and Paper Moon and all of those. But then he made some real turd movies. <laughs> Not only that, but he—I uh, don't know if you remember—he discovered an actress named Dorothy Stratton, yes. who who ultimately got murdered <laughs> yeah. somehow. Wasn't she
2: a play? And wasn't
0: then she he in
2: Playboy too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. She was a play. Hugh Hefner. A yeah. Playmate.
2: Dorothy Stratton, Playboy playmate, actress, a living fantasy for millions of men in 1980.
0: Dorothy Stratton, in many ways, was almost like a fantasy of what the Playboy reader or the Playboy fan would want.
2: As Stratton's star Rose, a big time movie director, Peter Bogdanovich also became infatuated with her and cast her in one of his movies.
0: Bogdanovich was a prince. When you're comparing filet mignon to hot dog on a stick, there's a big difference.
2: Between her newfound success and love affair with Bogdanovich, Dorothy decided to separate from Snyder.
0: So she drove to his house and uh met with him there
1: she never felt that there was any danger in in anything with paul snyder
0: and then bang she was murdered dorothy stratton had a younger sister and people were kind of creeped out because bogdanovich started uh you know paying attention to her when she was something like 14 years old he married her when she was 20 and he always said that you know basically he was saying she's the closest thing to dorothy whom he loved that I can find, and uh, <laughs> that that's is a kind of weird. weird. Yeah. How would
2: you like yeah. that if Patty yeah. said that to you? Well, you're just the closest uh, thing I could find. To what I really wanted. <laughs> I'll
0: so I'll I'll marry your I'll your little brother. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a controversial guy uh, with a lot of different aspects to his life and his career, but uh, yeah. certainly worth noting. Peter bogdanovich he started out as an actor and then he got into he also a lot more could be said about him yeah uh,
2: where did i read that he uh, also was in the sopranos oh yeah that's right
0: yeah he played he played of all things a psychiatrist treating tony soprano's psychiatrist
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. i think that's amazing you just can't resist rubbing my face in it
0: i only suggested you reevaluate your work with Lead Belly, or be prepared to deal with moral and possibly legal consequences. Uh, Lead Belly. Who's that? Come on. The answer is a female opera singer and gangster. Da 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 da. Elliot. Da, da. Tony Soprano. He's your patient. Uh, wow. That's pretty cool. Jesus Christ, Elliot. Chill out. We're among friends. We're all professionals. And and he yeah. got good reviews yeah. for that. Yeah. And of course, uh, Betty White uh, passed on uh, ninety-nine oh. years old. She was just almost got to a hundred; didn't and quite was make it. It's like running a marathon and then you stumbled in the last New Year's feet.
2: Eve too. That just—it uh, was. I cried on that one. I there's there's a few that I, I I remember Robin Williams. I cried on that one as well, and I just it's still making me tear up a bit. Just just what a yeah what a pure heart and um, just just what a treasure and it's so hard to think that she's not here anymore and bringing yeah. her light and she worked you know up until the end and uh, ah, uh I don't know that one still makes me a little I'm still very teary about it but she's so great she seemed terribly yes.
0: authentic and, you know these hollywood types they always create these fictions about them but i correct everybody i ever talked to my friend joel McHale, uh from back in almost live days he was on a show called community and she uh made a guest appearance on community and every year joel and his family send us a christmas card and one year i remember the year she was on community it was him his two boys his wife and betty white oh. was was in the photo Oh, great. So, yeah, he he prioritized making sure that he got a photo with her and his family. God, she
2: had such a long career in TV. I mean, she was there when it started. Betty White in Life with Elizabeth, featuring Del Moore. It's just it's amazing how how long she lasted and did well in TV not just lasted but just dominated I mean the the hit shows that she was on starting with you know Mary Tyler Moore and then moving on to Golden Girls and then um, the, the final one she was with Valerie Bertinelli I can't recall the name of it but um,
0: Something to do with Cleveland. Yeah, think, hot right? in
2: Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, good, good pull. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. just so talented and just so much fun to watch. And her characters were well, all different. That's the thing. There's some of these actors that are that I like, but they play the same thing over and over. Like they just are right. the same thing, right. and I don't mind. That's just fine. But she was so very different from being Sue Ann Nevin's to uh, her character. Sue Ann
0: Nevin's kind of a of a calculating, just
2: a man eater. <laughs> I happen to be in the neighborhood. Doing what? Coming to see you. <laughs> oh, Mary, I love this apartment. I love what you've done to it. I haven't done anything to it. I know. That's your guts.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> then she's Rose yes. Nyland on The Golden Girls, who's who's Quite kind of clueless. Yeah, just but in a uh, sweet, you know, innocent
2: thought, way. In a, very, in a sweet yeah, way. Yeah. very sweet innocent. Yeah, you're way. right. I've been doing a lot of thinking, and
1: if after all the years of love and companionship, Fernando and I are meant to part company, I'll just have to accept that. Time to time, life deals you an unfriendly hand. There's nothing you can do about it. I guess there's a lesson to be learned here. Sometimes life just isn't fair, kiddo. <laughs>
0: yeah i think because she continued to work and was so bright and snappy all yes. the way along that that makes it even more hard to believe that she died because she didn't kind of fall apart she just seemed to be so yeah. vital she was going to live to be 200 years old and i
2: did i loved yeah. her shows but i got to tell you the commercial she did with the snickers ad with the with the football yeah. team is one of yeah. the funniest yeah. commercials i've ever seen and she just Just goes for it in that commercial and I love it so much.
0: Mike, come on! Mike, what is your deal, man? Come on, man. You've been riding me all day. Mike, you're playing like Betty White out there. That's not what your girlfriend says. Yeah, that was a good one. All right. right. Let's see. Let me let's wrap this up. We have one more. Oh, John Madden. Yeah. God, it's been so long. Uh, He's uh, 85 years old or so. I noticed uh, Pat, Troy Aikman's trying to grow a beard, and he just can't do it. I mean, you know, the blonde-haired guys, a lot of them have trouble, but I can't even, I'm looking as close as I can, and I can't see any beard. But he's been, that's a four-day beard, isn't it? It's a passive attempt. It's very, very (laughs) passive and you you know you didn't watch football games uh, so you you probably weren't a big fan of his uh, color commentary during football games he, he didn't have this kind of elon where he's trying to impress you with all his knowledge and say, he's just a guy like you'd be sitting next to in the in the stands telling you what whether doing that or what that play means and what the strategy would be but in a very folksy Uh, casual style that everybody could relate to. On Thanksgiving, I just wonder where those turkeys are going to be for Thanksgiving. I have a feeling, I know. Kevin Barlow. Well, John, for years at CBS and Fox, it it became a tradition, the turkey leg and all of that, and and you brought to the, the uh, knowledge of America, the turducken. And so our friends at the Four Seasons cooked you a turducken. Oh, there it is. <laughs> that is. I think it's a turducken. It is a turducken, but i got to show you how to, oop, oop, I, I, I can't show you, I need fresh turducken. I'm going to have crazy turducken. And then, of course, the back half of his uh, career was his name being on these video yes. games, which I, he must have made a trillion dollars doing I forgot
2: about that, the so. video game franchise that started in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. And he, his name is on, this is, those are the most popular, I, and I could be wrong, but I also think they're the most um, successful Revenue wise video games in the history of video games the Madden NFL. Did you yeah. ever play them? Video no,
0: game. I've never played a video game in You've my life. never
2: played uh, a video at one
0: time game. at one time. I was <laughs> the announcer on uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Yeah, I
2: know you and, and you were on another that video was, game uh, Microsoft's um, Casino yeah.
0: and they told me they told me that Super Smash Brothers Brawl yeah. Was the most popular game on the planet And I had never even looked at it. I didn't know what. I just went in, did my lines, and left. Break the targets. The champion is Captain Falcon. And so I'd start getting these requests from young game players. Hey, would you do? uh, Would you say Jason rocks, but as the Super Smash Brothers guy? And you know. And I would usually honor those requests until. It got to the point I was getting deluged with them, and I thought, you know, I I can't keep doing these. Besides, this is Nintendo's product; it isn't mine. Oh, so right. I, I stopped doing. Yeah. I stopped doing it. But anyway, yeah, that Madden, those Madden games, uh, immensely popular. He had a wonderful life, and you know, he lived in New York, in the Dakota, in uh, the same building as uh, Yoko Ono and John Lennon lived. Oh. In. So he was uh, neighbors uh, with a lot of famous people that lived in that same building. He famously would not uh, take airplane flights.
2: Oh, that's cities. right. He always traveled on on the on a train.
0: No, well, train sometimes, but he had a he got himself a motor Oh, home. got they it. They called it a bus. Got it. And he and he they always said, well, he's, he's claustrophobic. He can't take it. I, I think, well, you're just as claustrophobic on a bus as you are in a plane, aren't you? But it was the idea that. You can stop the bus and get out, you know, anytime you want. When you're on a plane, man, you're incarcerated for however many hours. And he couldn't handle that. And I kind of get it. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: try not to think about it otherwise yeah Yeah. so
0: you want to go somewhere well that's
2: what a great start to 2022 we're mere hours into the new year and look at
0: i know they say they come in threes but that's four or five right there a couple other quickies marilyn bergman died at the age of 93 i read
2: about that today i'd never heard of her but i know of her
0: she was a songwriter with her husband alan and this was one of their big songs
1: My
0: mind. And I wrote this song originally But with different lyrics <laughs> I, I wrote the way we was
2: <laughs>
0: uh, and Really? So that was a flaw Yeah, that's yeah. too bad then,
2: One word, man, Pat If you would just change I know, it changes it. everything
0: This was another hit Windmills of Your Mind
2: Round
0: Like a circle
1: in a spiral Like a wheel within a wheel
0: which I stupidly had written as windmills of your spleen. And it went nowhere.
2: Oh man, so. if you just your I know, whole I know. the trajectory of your whole future on one, on I know. one word. It's just, just
0: tragic, it really is, is, is. But they wrote a lot of other songs. They wrote the theme Demod. TV shows like Alice and Good yeah. Times. remember the frank sinatra song this one nice and easy let's take it nice and easy it's gonna be so easy
1: for us to fall in love
0: another Marilyn bergman alan bergman song so that's a they they had quite a career speaking of good times by the way uh this is a complete departure but have you seen those ads? Uh, I think it's like for some kind of Medicare supplement featuring Jimmy yes. Walker. <laughs> have you seen those? Yes. Hi, I'm Jimmy J.J. Walker. If you're on Medicare, listen to this. I call the 1-800 number to see what extra Medicare benefits I could get. An actual person answered. Looked up my zip code, and boom! I was offered extra benefits like dental coverage, including dentures, extractions, fillings.
2: It's so sad, but he's he's it he's is keeping sad. it going though. And it's but it's not any sadder than the ones with with Joe Namath or.
0: No, I guess that's true. But but somebody told me that that was in the uh, stand-up comedy business that Jimmy was quite uh insistent that he wanted nothing to do with uh good times once that was over with he hated the oh. idea of saying what's his catchphrase uh, uh
2: dynamite
0: dynamite yeah he hated it and he said don't ever say that and he that would around do it like me. this
2: he'd go and that whole dynamite you had to have the hand clap in there yeah
0: and now that whole ad I is know. him he's
2: completely yeah.
0: contradicting his edict. No, well, said, when okay, you look at your when you look at your me, bank
2: account, you go, you know, maybe I should just dip back into that. Yeah. That's
0: twelve hundred dollars a year added to my social security check, and I was like, "Dino, my!" I've never understood people who don't embrace something that was hot. I mean, guys like Henry Winkler, he's not shy yeah. about appreciating his time as Fonzie some some actors just hate it and they don't don't think of me as that guy I've got a lot more going on than just that well okay but so what's wrong with that exactly
2: I agree with you on that
0: and one more Lisa oh wait and and I and tell Uh, me one
2: more and then I have a commercial I want to talk about well I don't really have much to talk about but I just didn't know if you've seen it yet
0: okay all right uh the guy named David Wagner he died in Edmonds, he's from Edmonds, Washington, that's where he lived. He was a long-time University of Washington teacher, but he was a world-famous poet. And I'm not Me into either. poetry. So I don't
2: know, I don't get I it.
0: Didn't,
2: I, I don't get poetry. Yeah,
0: but he he won the mo- all the major poetry awards. He wrote novels, and he was uh, from our neck of the woods, David Wagner, 95.
2: Nice. So there you go.
0: So... I think I've caught. There's up an now.
2: ad out. I just saw it this past couple of days. I don't know how long it's been running, um, but it's Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart is selling cat litter. <laughs> There's never been a better time to experience a better litter box. It's cat approved, veterinarian developed, and Martha approved. Try it risk-free today. Ships right to you for free. Head to prettylitter.com to try it for yourself and your cat's self. Right, Booty Booty? And Mm, it's apparently there's no smell, there's no dust. I don't know. They're going to make a ton of money. I don't know how they got her.
0: Well, they didn't get her cheap. I'll tell you that. And there's so much money. It used to be that some of the big movie stars, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Hanks and other people, they would do commercials, but they would do them right. for yeah. markets like Japan right. or, or in Europe. So uh, so they didn't want Correct. people in yeah. the United States to see the commercials. You know, they thought, well, oh, I'm going to make a lot of money, but then nobody will know about because
2: it. Because it's somehow beneath them to, you know, be a pitch man.
0: Yeah, Pitch. yeah and I get it i told i've told this story before I did this infomercial when I was really needed some dough, <laughs> which just happened too frequently in my life and it was for this uh Outfit called Pierre Money. Oh March. yeah, I
2: remember you that. Heard
0: of them? Basically, they're uh, they they can get people who don't have very good credit that's into cars. Right. Yeah, they can. I mean, I suppose it's fine for what it is. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like those payday loan companies. You know, you, you they they're definitely
2: well. They kill you uh, with the interest. Have, I mean, that's how, oh god, they kill yeah, you. they kill yeah. you with the interest. That's how they can approve you because. They, their margins on the back end make up for anybody.
0: And they're making a buttload oh, of money yeah. on these things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did a couple of years in a row. I was the MC for a company party for Money Tree. Remember Money Tree? Oh, yeah. They basically did payday loans and stuff. and, and But uh, but they had these great company parties. <laughs> and I introduced uh, a Cool in the Gang one year. Kang. What? It was- oh, it's too hot It was a surprise, you know. It's always a surprise. But they were within a whisker of landing the Rolling Stones as their company party. Wow. And they were just double booked. They were willing to pay them whatever they wanted. That's how much money that company
2: Right, exactly. They could afford it with the interest that they charge.
0: Recently, you know, I moved to Oregon a few years ago. And I still think of myself as a Washington State, Seattle person. And I always will. I know I grew up here but I'm not a Portland Trailblazer basketball fan. I'm still hanging on to Seattle Sonics coming back to Seattle and I'm a Seahawks fan and Mariners all the way all the way so uh, but I decided well at some point I've got to change over and get a Oregon driver's license just have you just have to. Yeah, because isn't it illegal
2: purpose. that you can't be driving around with the... <clears throat>
0: if your Washington license is still valid, then you can keep it that going for a while. But I finally had to change over. And, uh, and, and, and in Oregon, uh, you have to take a driver's test. You don't have to get in the car and drive it around, mm-hmm. but you have to take a written test mm-hmm. again.
2: God, I can't and, think of uh, the last time I took a written test. I don't I know, know that I, would, I was I don't know if I'd pass it
0: well I don't think I would have passed it I had to really bone up on it and i I got by I missed a couple but by the way I was driving down uh, i five yeah not long ago and a cop pulled me over okay. and I said what's the problem officer and he said well you were you were we I have you clocked it you were just driving four miles an hour <laughs> what down here yeah and I said well I'm just paying attention to the sign it it says five you know top speed He said no no that's the name of the freeway that's not this the
1: you the dork. miles
0: per hour you're such
1: a dork So I got
0: in trouble for that but then I really <laughs> got in trouble because then I switched and got onto I-405 Okay So right. that
1: was really stupid That's funny
0: Anyway I got into the driver's manual mm-hmm. in Oregon and these are some interesting things I thought I would point out to you if you ever wind up down here and need to get a driver's license,
2: well, I don't need to get a driver's license, but you know, I do travel down there for work occasionally. Well, that's right. So yeah, I need right. to know what the laws are because I'm driving down there with Washington uh-huh. state laws. I could be, yes. you know, I could be tossed in the pokey. So tell me, <laughs> what am I doing? What do I need to do? Okay.
0: You maybe know some of these things, but this is—I thought these not. were interesting. When you come to a four-way stop, yeah, and and there's a question about who has the right of way. I know this. Always give it to the guy in a truck with a gun rack. <laughs> okay,
2: did you, did you maybe, know that? I did not know that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> okay, that's,
2: that's different than um, here in Seattle.
0: <laughs> now you know that wiggly arrow sign that that you would think indicates a winding road.
2: Yeah. That's what in it
0: Oregon, does. it doesn't mean winding road. It means the guy who made the sign has just taken an edible. Did you know that?
2: <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Why would I they put that, that sign up? Yeah, the
0: top speed in uh, in Oregon is 70 miles an hour in some places, except if you're in Washington State, it's 70 miles an hour. But that's except if you're going to Spokane, and then you can floor it.
2: <laughs> I didn't know that.
0: Or if you're following too close, uh, you wonder, am I following too close? If you can read the other car's rear bumper sticker, Mm -hmm. you're too close. Okay. If you can read the other car's front bumper sticker, (laughs) you're way too close.
2: That's good to know.
0: Never join a funeral procession unless it's for you. (laughs) Okay. And I spotted this misprint in the driver's manual. It says, stopping your car on railroad tracks... It should say never and not always. So make sure you make note of that.
2: Don't stop on the railroad tracks.
0: Got it. Use of the middle finger is not considered an appropriate turn signal. And finally, if you routinely run red lights, God has a plan for you.
1: (laughs) You get a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal.
0: My brother used to work for the DMV down here. Oh, yeah? He hated He hated oh, it. Oh, God, I can
2: imagine.
0: And he, he had illusions of being a, uh, and I think he was really funny. He wanted to be a stand-up comic. So he used to tell this joke that was running around the DMV offices, and I'll try to, I'll try to recreate it if I can here. Uh, the joke went something like this. This guy's driving down the road, and he gets pulled over by a cop. And the cop walks up to the, the driver's side door and says, uh, What are you doing? cuz he the cop looks in the guy's car and he's got torches in there and he's got he's got a lighter in there mm-hmm. like you would light a barbecue with oh yeah okay and and he's got uh, a little can of gasoline oh, in there dear. he said what what is with this and the guy said oh this is just part of my act officer you see i'm a professional juggler and this is this part of what i use for my act and the, the cop isn't buying any of it. And he says, oh yeah, get out of the car and let's see your <laughs> act. So, so the guy gets out and he's standing on the side of the road and he lights these uh, torches up and he's juggling three torches in the air while the cop is standing there watching him. And at that exact moment... Another car drives by, and two guys look out, and one guy says to the other, Man, I'm going to stop drinking. I can't believe the tests they're giving people now. <laughs> that was my
2: brother's joke. Very good. Very good. You might
0: remember this when we did our radio show. I just came across this recently. I, I, I don't know if I was particularly a great interviewer, but I, I, uh, I, tr- I worked at it. And you you've did some interviews in your time yeah. as well. And uh, for some reason, I saved this yeah. interview. And I don't know why I saved it, because it didn't go well. My guests on the phone right now are the co-authors of a new book called oh. Think, Smart, and Succeed. And the uh, co-authors are Lyle Bellenquist and Carl <laughs> Duguehler. And first of all, good morning to you, Lyle. Good morning to you. And good morning to you, Carl. Um, Actually, Carl's in the other room. Well... Um, let me yeah, get okay. For you. Hang on. Carl! If you're, if you're just Carl! joining us, we are talking, or Telephone! we're going to be talking, with Telephone. the authors of Think Smart and. Hi, this is Carl. Hello there, Carl. Hi, who's this? It's it's Pat Cashman from Como Radio doing an interview regarding the book you and Lyle wrote. Right, uh, Think Smart and Succeed. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. do I have you both now? Well, Lyle said you wanted to talk to me. Well, see, the deal is when, when you have co authors, uh, you try to get them both on at the same time. You want me to get Lyle? Well, yeah, that'd be great. Okay. If you, all right. Lyle! Telephone for you! Lyle! We are um, yeah. interviewing the co-authors from the radio. of a new book right. called uh, oh, grab it, grab it. Think Smart. And, yeah, this is Lyle. Yeah, Lyle, this is Pat Cashman from Como Radio. I remember, yeah. Good, good. Uh, I don't suppose Carl is... No. Yeah, uh, that's a, oh, I can just, get him. Just, no, wait, just stay on with me, would you? No problem. All right, I want I want to talk to you about the book. You bet. What about it? Well, in Chapter 3, uh, you outlined some steps. Uh, that... Actually, I didn't have anything to do with that chapter. Oh, come on. Carl wrote that one. Hang on a second. Wait, no. Carl! I... Would you Carl. please? Carl! Telephone! We are trying all to right. interview the authors. Of... Hi, this is Carl. Yeah, Carl. Who's this? It's Pat Cashman. Oh, yeah. Now, listen to me, Carl. Listen to okay. me. Okay. Is there another phone there in the room or in the office or wherever it is you two are right now? Right. Yeah, there... Yeah. we do. Okay. All right. You stay on this phone. Okay. And then you tell uh, uh, Lyle. Yeah, Lyle. You have him okay. get on the other phone right. so that we have you both on at uh-huh. the same time. That's a really good idea. Yeah, thanks. Hang on. Hang on a second. All right. All right. Lyle. So finally, Lyle, pick up the other phone. If this works out here, we should finally, so you get on the line with us, be able to talk to the co-authors of this book, think smart and succeed. Can you hear us? Okay, I hear you, Carl. Is Lyle? Are you there too? Am I where? On the phone with us? Yeah, and yeah, I'm here. Apparently you are, so that's good. Uh-huh. Right. So then I, I've got you both on the line at the same time now, right? Yes, you do. That's right, Carl. I'm here. Lyle? I am right here. Perfect. Okay. I don't know why this was okay. so hard to do. I yeah. I, I don't know oh. what the hang-up was. What the what, what? was? Hang-up.
2: Okay. okay. Oh, for crying out loud! Yeah, that did not go well, but I don't think it yeah. was your fault. <laughs> hey, a
0: little bit. I don't know. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but... Yes, you do. I was thinking about this the other day, and I should have given you a heads-up on this because maybe you don't have a ready answer, but I was thinking about what's the worst thing or among the worst things... That I have ever done, and uh, to me, and one th- no no to to in my life that one of the worst things that I regret having taken part in.
2: Oh, so you're asking me what I what what's one of the worst things I've done or taken part in?
0: But but before you get to that, I I, I didn't want to put you on the spot because you didn't. I thought you, you have meant what's the worst
2: thing it. you've ever done to me, and oh boy, do I have a list right here?
0: Do you? Oh. No, I'm kidding. Well Kidding. here's here here's here's what I'm most ashamed of. And I'm sure there are bigger things, but this one immediately came to mind when I started thinking about this. When I was in high school, a friend of mine and I both had aspirations of being in radio. We wanted to be disc jockeys and we thought we were all that. And uh we we you know if we if we get the opportunity we are going to kill it on the radio we we are really good <laughs> and there were two local stations here in Bend Oregon there are many more now but there was only two then and one of them had a DJ on at night and the DJ name was Rick Gentry and my friend and I both would listen to him because the other stations signed off at sundown so this was the only station really that was on the air at night here. That just feels
2: like a million years ago. Like, what? Oh, I know. Like, I can't believe people who don't (laughs) realize that TV didn't run 24 hours a day, it signed off and went to snow. You just yeah, and they always yeah. ended it with the national anthem and then good night. I don't even know what time that was. And the same with radio. And I think that is is astonishing that people don't realize that. Yeah, there was a, I know
0: there was a, somebody s- finally figured out. Hey, this is a we could be selling. Right, we can do in, these thing called infomercials. Yeah. We could be making <laughs> exactly. money instead of signing off. Yeah, yeah. But in those days, they did. Yep. And radio stations, by FCC decree, had to sign off. Right. Uh, if, if you had a certain kind of signal and you didn't want to interrupt a signal coming from, you know, Denver or someplace else. So you had to sign off the air. But this station stayed on till 11 o'clock at night. It was called K-Bend, K-B-N-D. K- Clever, K-B,
2: huh? oh, K-B-N-D N-D. with no E. Yeah. Got it. K-Bend. Got yeah. it.
1: Remember you heard it Probably that's to it a long time ago, now's your chance to relive it with Living Radio, remember?
0: And so, so this guy, Rick Gentry, was the DJ, he's a young guy, and my friend and I thought, he sucks, man, <laughs> he, we're better, we're way better than him, and it, and I'm, I'm ashamed to even admit this, but... We came up with this scheme. I play the part. I call, here's what happened. I call up the radio station. He's playing a record, so I know he's available to talk on the phone. And I call up uh, and I pretend to be a program director from another station in a town up the road in the town called the Dalles. And I don't even remember what the name of the station was. Let's just say it was Claude, (laughs) K-L-O-D. So I call him up and he goes, hello, KBND. And I go, yeah, is this Rick Gentry? Yeah, it is. Rick, I'm Jim Jenkins here at KOG in the Dalles. I've been driving through the area here and I'm listening to your radio show and you've really got it, oh, man. Boy. You're terrific. And we'd love to have you come up here. I don't know what they're paying you there, but we're going to double it oh, up here, okay? God. Oh, that sounds great. So, if you can, what's your day off? I uh, I'll be off on Saturday. Okay, drive on up here to KLOD and the Dolls, and uh, ask for me at the front desk, and I'll come out, and we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll make we'll make a deal here. Okay, ah, wow. oh, that sounds great. Okay, thanks, Rick. We'll see you soon, and I hang up. Hmm. And uh, and as soon as I hang up, and my friend's just ch- chortling, he thinking this, <laughs> we really got him. We got him good. Hmm. And I'm thinking. This isn't right. Yeah. This guy is going to get in his car on Saturday. He's going to drive all the way up to the... Da- it's like 120 miles. Mm-hmm. And he's going to come to this radio station. He's going to humiliate himself mm-hmm. coming into the st- station. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, well, we don't have any Jim Jenkins working here No, Our program director is uh, Claude Horribly. He used to be a lion tamer. <laughs> and, uh, so Very funny. So, so it just started eating oh, at me. Oh,
2: God, Of course
0: so about two hours go by and i think what am i gonna do i can't uh, this isn't right so i call back and i do put on a different voice and this is what i did i call it back and i go yeah is uh is this uh rick gentry yeah it is rick uh this is carl swenson here i'm the general manager at klod and the Downs. uh-huh i understand that uh our program director here called you maybe a couple hours ago with a uh, job offer ah uh, yeah i'm going to come up saturday mm. well i'm here to tell you that that's a little premature we we don't actually have an opening at this time uh he was out of uh his um, uh, depth mm-hmm. uh, offering you that position i think he was very taken with you you He said you're terrific, but we do not have an opening at this time, so we'll certainly keep you in mind when one comes up, but for the love of God, do not drive up here Saturday. I'm going to be speaking to Mr. Jenkins about this. I'm going to pull him on the carpet on this thing. This is way out of line, Mm -hmm. but do not, I repeat, do not drive up here on Saturday. Mm. Uh, Ah, okay. He can tell he's crestfallen, but... And then I hang up. Oh boy! And uh, so I, I don't know what would. You, first of all, you wouldn't have done that in the first I, place. You know
2: what? Though here's the deal: we're all human beings, and we all make horrible judgments and and do things that um aren't uh that we're not proud of there's not a human being on the planet that has doesn't have something like that I mean I can remember telling racist racist jokes when I was a kid not knowing that that mm-hmm. was wrong I'm horrified by that um I b- yeah. remember bullying a girl I, i'm I'm horrified that I'm even admitting that um I was when I was in um uh, this was in elementary school. This wasn't even in you know junior high or high school. I remember just being completely horrible to her on the bus, and you know having another group of girls with me being horrible to her for no good reason, no good reason. Yeah. And
0: yeah, we've all it's been just there, it's sure.
2: it's hard to to look at and it's easy to deny. But everybody, everybody has something like that. And I think the difference, though, in the story that you've just told and um, the difference between people like you and people like other other horrible people is that you actually realized that it was wrong. And there are a lot of people that don't. That will not only deny that they've done anything wrong, but they don't think they've done anything wrong And that's that yeah. to me is where the character of a person stands yeah. out because we're not we're not going to get through this life Not having done something stupid and shitty. We're just not But the difference is acknowledging it and and saying yeah, that felt stupid and shitty I sure was stupid and yeah. shitty, but yeah, I bet you've I bet you never did it again
0: No, no or have that, you that's nice of you to say or- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but what I should have done is called back up and said, "You know what, Mr. Gentry? I don't know you, but I just pulled a trick on you and i and I feel bad about it and i I was just pretending to be somebody I'm not, and i I really apologize, and you know, I should have owned up to it, but I, instead, I kind of took a detour mm-hmm. uh which you know arguably made it somewhat better, but not, yeah, I didn't completely fess mm-hmm. up uh." It, to me, uh, it was just important that he not make the trip. And if he did any investigating, he would have found out that, indeed, there was no yeah. such PD. There was no such general manager. But, but uh, anyway. do, you wonder, so, do you
2: wonder what his version of that story is today? Yeah, I yeah, do. Isn't that interesting? I wonder interesting?
0: if he's the guy's still around, yeah. That was a, just a, a radio name, so I don't know what his real name mm. was. But, yeah, I, I do think about it all the
2: mm, time. I can tell. Well, I can tell.
0: Um, all
2: right. Well, I got a couple uh, of things that to... I've have my dander up.
0: Oh, okay. Well, we're just. Well, about I out know, of time. but you did
2: all the talking, so you're going to just have to give me some time here because, first of all, all right. Today, as you know, you don't know this probably is the day the Golden Globes are supposed to be um, on televised on the television set. Golden Globes start of the awards season, and did you know that NBC said. No, huh? We're not televising this. The Golden Globes are not being televised mm. because of all. Oh my God,
0: this is the worst Isn't news it horrible?
2: <laughs> isn't it horrible? This is like yeah. what this year has already sucked, and we can't watch a bunch of drunken people accept their awards, which is the fun of the Golden Globes, right there. Uh, apparently, there's been so much backlash over the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. They've, their yeah. their lack of inclusion, their greediness, their their the way they handle voting that everybody they're on everybody's shit list right now and even NBC mm. said, you know what <laughs> we're not doing it. The only way people can find out who won is by going on social media So oh, that wow. has my that wow. is my dander I, I wish I cared I know more yeah I, I right. know, but it doesn't matter I just had to send that And then the other thing that happened I did you get my email about our? Um, our peculiar podcast contributions for the final quarter of last year. Yeah, I yeah. did. What'd I you did. think of that?
0: And I don't know what's to be. Well, uh, I'll cut to the chase. We uh, re- we uh, routinely receive some very sweet and generous contributions from to our listeners to keep our
2: podcast going.
0: Yeah, and, and to and buy stuff, this,
2: cars, uh, and things.
0: This particular quarter, we have received exactly zero. <laughs> zero. Nothing. Nothing at all. Which we can either say people don't want to listen anymore or we don't have any listeners. Or,
2: anymore. no, there's a third thing. Or maybe they ran out of money because of all the money they've given us in the past.
0: Yeah, that's possible too. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we we are truly <laughs> pissed <laughs> bereft. Pissed off. We're pissed after, off.
2: We're not bereft. Well, We're like, what the well, hell? Well,
0: yeah, what the hell? Yeah, this is just... Uh,
2: I felt bad sending beyond... you the email because our bookkeeper, which is um, uh, Debbie Shoals, she's fantastic. She, um, or Krogan actually is her name. I, now that I've said her married name, I'm probably... Fire is gonna rain down on me. But she I send her all of the contributions and then she does a spreadsheet and then I send everything to you Mm -hmm. and and then I
0: well she'd make her job pretty easy. It was pretty easy
2: (laughs) this time. I said nobody contributed. And it's partly because Uh, we didn't ask. And I know it's hard for us to ask, but if you can just uh, throw a a a cup of um, amount of money for a cup of coffee, there is actually a little coffee cup on our website. You just click on it right and it helps pay i can't t- i just don't know how it got so expensive to do this podcast i can't believe it costs us 10 grand a month to do this
0: Ten grand, yeah 10 between grand the month. that's a that's one hundred twenty thousand. it's very the,
2: expensive to run this yeah, and yeah. um
0: i listen to a lot of podcasts and i'm i always cringe when they say we'll be right back after these sponsor messages.
2: Why do you cringe? We did that in radio. Because they, we...
0: Because they have people, because they have people that are supporting them yeah. that, that care about yeah. them. That underwrite yeah. oh, them. I see what you're we have oh, nothing I see what you're nothing. And you think as long as we've been doing this podcast, there would be somebody, at least some
2: somebody, some rich that would say, somebody. God, these
0: these these two are so pitiable. <laughs> we we have to give them something.
2: <laughs> we need
0: In fact I'd pay them to stop the podcast. <laughs> If if you Why? If you want to send money <laughs> to to have us stop doing the podcast, we, we'll take the message. We'll get the hint.
2: I I actually got paid to not be on the air. That's how much they hated me. Yeah, yeah. I had a one year uh, one year left on my contract. This was after you and I, and I went off to another yeah. station. I had uh, one year left, and I won't even go into what happened and what went down on that. But they decided they would rather pay out my contract and let me sit home and sleep in. They would rather pay well, me not, to not be on the that's air. That's not
0: so bad. Okay, so enough of our pity party. Can I just give you this yes. quick joke? God, I'm so depressed <laughs> now.
2: Well, then. Uh, I'm going to have to.
0: <laughs> somebody's going to have to watch <laughs> me.
2: You're going to yeah. be okay.
0: Woman goes to heaven, and she says to St. Peter, I have come to join my husband. Mm. He said, Oh, well, what was your husband's name? William Smith. William Smith. Hmm, that's hardly enough for me to identify him. Uh, We have a lot of William Smiths up here in heaven. Can you tell me anything else about him? Well, just before he died, he said that if I ever slept with another man, he would turn over in his grave. Oh, you mean Whirling Willie. (laughs)
2: I'm sorry, that took me a minute. My bills are all due, and the baby needs shoes, and I'm busted.
0: Cotton is down to a quarter of a pound, but I'm busted. I got a cow that went dry, and a hen that won't lay. A big stack of bills that gets bigger each day. The county's gonna hold my belongings away
1: Cause I'm busted I'm broke No bread I mean like nothing